Welcome, everybody, to the Beer Geeks Radio Hour here on Sports Hub 102.3 NBC Sports Radio. My name is Freddie, the insignificant, significant one, the anti-DJ, if you will. It's been a rough couple of days for me, but I'm ready and I'm on point to do the Beer Geeks Radio Hour with my fine... Um, staff of whatever the hell you want to call hooligans? them. Hooligans? Yeah, hooligans <laughs> is a good one there. Backyard Billy, we have Dirty Derek over there in the corner, twisting yeah, away. I'm fighting it with this bottle over here. And I'm not talking like <laughs> Chubby Checker, man, either. Of course, we have Backyard Billy from the Backyard Ale House in downtown Scranton. How you doing today, Billy? Howdy. How's How everything you? been going on at that Backyard oh, Chris, Ale House? Christmas week, it's awesome. Outstanding. In the new year, we've been talking about starting the Beer Geek Brunch, which coincides Sides with the fabulous. Did we? Yeah, we did. No, <laughs> don't do that to me, man, because I don't know sometimes if I'm dreaming or if stuff's really happening. It's so true. That's going to be happening in the next couple of weeks. We'll give you all kinds of big fat skinny on that as soon as we know a little bit more. And of course, I got my good friend Eddie over here. He was rooting around the dumpster again, but he brought a bag of pretzels <laughs> because uh, we're highly leaded today, aren't we there, Derek? Oh, yeah, yeah. All right, we're uh, we're we're going to town today. We're t- we're taking a look back. You know, it's kind of our our New Year's special, I guess. But instead of doing the you know shtick of like top ten of 2014, <laughs> we're just going to kind of take a look back at a few things that are a little bit older than that. All right, you know, going all the way back to 2009 with some of these. Good stuff. And uh, yeah, look at so you. we're going to be really getting into you know these flavor profiles. You know, and we had Patrick Dawson on here, the writer of uh, Vintage Beer, right? Talked about all the things going on within that. So we're going to really get into. All of these different flavor profiles that develop in some of these beers, and some of them, as we're we're starting out with, it's uh it's interesting to see where some of these go because you know some of these are going to fall flat really quickly, and some of these are going to continue to develop and and really age and and pick up these fine flavors like a good wine. That's the whole thing with this is you know some of these beers you know people are used to aging wine like some of these beers have really developed some really great characteristics going through. You know we have like I said some of them from 2009. All the way up. I think the the newest one we have is a 2012. So we're not really we're not doing anything that's relatively new. It may make for a very boring program. If <laughs> yeah. yeah, if we crack any of these open and just go, oh no, no, no. Yeah, so that's going to be the interesting thing. Is is this is something we're we're all you know all these are ones we're trying live for the first time because this just because of the age you know picking on these you know these bears to have this stuff. It's not something you really have sitting around unless you're buying cases of these and. I do not uh, have a wife that would allow me to buy cases at least to age. Uh, so it's kind of, you know, this is what we have. And, and what's wonderful is the bulk of these we, we picked up this week at Backyard Ale House. Yeah, we had a, we had, we've been stashing a couple <laughs> just for this, uh, for special occasions just like this. So looking forward to actually cracking in. I, it's funny, last night I, I busted into a 2004 Rogue Imperial. Oh, is it? How was that? It's gone. Is it? Is it, is it still good? Yeah, it's, uh, it's a little it's too a little far. Off, yeah. A little too far gone. Yeah, that's the thing yeah. that's nice with these is you're gonna really get to when you're trying to age a beer, you really have to have an understanding of where it's going. Where you know that's what that that book, that vintage beer. I'll plug it again. Like that's a great book if it's something you're interested in to pick up because they really go through and give you a good basing of an idea of, all right, this is when this beer is at its peak and this is when it starts to fall off. And they actually have some nice graphs in there too, which was cool. I haven't looked at it in a while. Actually, I'm thinking about it, but it'll show flavor profiles because they, they gave surveys to different people as they were trying these beers at different years. And they actually put together graphs that would show flavors picking up and when they start to fall off. And when you start to get a cardboard flavor that, you know, all these different things. So you can really see over, 
you know, however long they did, like if it was a five-year run or a 10-year run, see where those flavors start to, to pick up and go down. we got to have Patrick back. Yeah, that's when he was on, we had talked to him, and I, I said, like, we, we want to have you back on because we didn't get a chance to ask you, I don't know, 90% of what we wanted to ask you because it's just, we were cut so short. I mean, really a full hour. Yeah, that, that's what we really need to get into because there's so much information on this, and it's, and it's a topic that the people that are interested in it are really, really interested in it. This is something that the average beer drinker doesn't even know exists. They don't really think of. Like when you tell them, like, oh, you want this beer? It's from 2009. Like, what the hell? <laughs> you? Why would I want? So, you know, there's a lot of that going on. But with these beers, it really does. Like, you'll see it. If, if you're out there and this is something you've never really heard of, if you see a beer that has a, a year put onto it, a good chunk of those beers are ones that are meant to age. And that's why they timestamp it. I mean, you have ones like the celebration from Sierra Nevada, like that should be enjoyed fresh where they put the year on it. But a big, a big chunk of those that have those dates stamped on it like that, that's for you to age so you have an understanding of what you're working with. So with all that said and done, we have uh, popped the cork on, uh, this is it's from 2012. This is the McKellar 1000 IBU. Now we've, we've all sampled it. We've all kind of agreed like it has not held up fairly well. It's but little, it's still there. A little oxidized. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it the, the it actually kind of showcases the grain bill. You know, you're getting you know first of all for for an imperial um, IPA, very dark color. Oh yeah. I mean, you look at it. It's it's deep deep chocolate brown. Yeah, maybe if you're gonna if you're gonna dump that many hops in one, you're gonna have no matter how much if you if you're gonna purify it, you know, filter everything out. Um, you're still going to have hot particles going through. You're it's probably like a barley wine base. That's what I'm thinking. It's more. It's much more. If you're going to throw that many hops into it to to have that, uh, you're gonna. It's going to basically be a barley wine. That's why we're. You know, I wanted to see how this would held up because they don't promote it as that. So they want you to drink it fresh. But if you're going to be some, you know, doing a beer this high in IBUs, that's going to be closer to a barley. Like if you've ever had a barley wine fresh, like if you've gotten Sierra Nevada Bigfoot and cracked open right away, a lot of people don't enjoy that. Because it's just so hop It's not forward. for the faint of heart. Yeah, that's <laughs> something, like, if you really love hops, people I maybe not even think about that. If you really love hops, like, get a fresh barley wine because that's what you're going to taste because that's really what's aggressive and what's up front when those come off the line. That's why those are beers that age, you know, 10 to 20 years, some of them, because that's what's going to drop out is those hops and the, the malt's going to come forward. And that's what, within this, like, it, it's kind of developed, like we were saying, like some, like, Raisin plum flavors. There's a little bit of like oxidation, like a little bit of cardboard type, you know, going on in that. There's slightly not. It's not. It's not over. It's not over the top. No, it's not. It's not completely off, or it's like horrible. It's something. You know, if you did this side by side with the fresh one, I'm sure then it's going to stand out a little bit more, um, because in the fresh one you're going to get all those hops coming forward, and then you know, in this you don't really have as much of that really coming through. So I mean, it's. It's something if you want to try it, it's interesting to do this, but that's really why you know, the big thing with IPAs is drink them fresh. They want you to drink them fresh because the, the point of the IPA, the point of what they're doing is to showcase the hops. They want the hops in showcase, front and center, and that's going to be the first thing that drops out when you're aging any of these beers. The hops are going to just basically disappear in a short period of time. It's cool. The the actual the, the carbonation sticking around on it too. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's it for a beer that, like that that that's this old, you know, to have this much carbonation, it's still it's still fizzy. It's still got yeah. some effervescence and it's still even some lacing on it. Yeah. What are you thinking, Ed? You're quiet over there. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it, it's tasty. I'd really like to try this fresh. I'd really like to get the 1,000 IBUs. <laughs> <laughs> the full amount. The, the full amount. But it, it's it's like raisiny, syrupy. Um, 
It's just it's just, it's just a thick beer. It's definitely just a malty beer right now. That's really what you're getting. Is, is Are you enjoying it, though, Eddie? Hell yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay, that's the alcoholics. <laughs> All right. Yeah, this is, this is a beer we've referenced numerous times on the show as we're talking about IBUs and the presence and, and what you can have appear on your palate, like what is really going to show come through because you can only detect up to a certain level. So when you have these beers promoting a thousand IBUs, well, you can't, people make the argument of really 85 to 90 is the threshold of the cutoff for a palate. So when you get over that, it's all exactly the same. You can't detect anything beyond that. You know, what's interesting is when you think about it, all right, so this beer is what a what an experiment to show how much mm-hmm. the bitterness disappears and the hop flavor disappears over time. So you could take a 1,000 IBU beer, age it for two years, and it's, the hops are gone. It's yeah. gone. Yeah. gone. There, there's, like, no bitterness coming through. Like you, do, you really wouldn't even think, if you were to say this was even, like, a winter warmer or something along those lines, like, it would be... It has that maltiness yeah. and a little, little dryness in the end. But I mean, you wouldn't. You would go, oh, okay, it's a unique take on it. But all yeah. right, you wouldn't say, well, no, I'm getting more of an IPA. I, like, <laughs> you don't get even an appearance. Like that's why I thought winter warm would just like the appearance of this has more of that, you know, amber red malty color. That's that's nowhere near what you're uh, expecting when you see something like this. So in other words, like check this out. If I was like frozen in the middle of the woods somewhere, and a Saint Bernard came up to me and had a little barrel underneath its chin, <laughs> yeah. would this beer possibly be in it Absolutely. to warm me up? Uh, it would help, sure. Sure. Do they have Saint Bernards like that anymore? I used to see them in the um, cartoons. I'm, I'm, you mean uh, like Beethoven? Remember that movie Beethoven? Yeah, yeah. But, but was he one of those rescue dogs yes, that had the little barrel yeah, underneath I think his he was chin? One of those, his yeah. name was Barry. <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing. Man. You know what? Just the way he was sitting when he said that. Okay, you should have like a pipe and a smoking jacket. Yeah. His name was Barry. Barry. The Barry. Was Beethoven. Like, Chomp on my ninety-nine cent pretzels over here. <laughs> no, seriously, do those dogs exist? I would think. I mean, if you're in the you know winter areas where you need that, I would think they'd have. I don't see why that would change. Sure they have mountains, but still this, mountain rescue dogs. Yeah, they have to. You're out in the okay. middle of nowhere like that. With you're the not. little barrel, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Though, and he, yeah. Yeah. So would this be a beer that you would put in there for that purpose? Or what do you think they put in uh, those damn barrels? I always wondered. Brandy. Yeah. <laughs> I always think Someone those, with a bit yeah. more heat. Yeah, yeah something imagine. in that is probably going to be. <laughs> All right. I'm just trying to see because you know I'm the novice. <laughs> <laughs> some of the other ones might be really good ones to put in All there because right. some of the other ones get fairly high. <laughs> this is only, was it, 9.6, I believe? 9.6. Yeah, this yeah. is only a 9.6. This is a little bit, <laughs> it's kind of funny. This is a little bit lighter compared <laughs> to the other ones. We got a, a, a long yeah, show we, today. We have, a, we have a haul ahead of us. This, we might derail earlier than the usual <laughs> 10.50. We might. I'm not derailing. I'm participating. I'm Contributing. <laughs> Contributions. Co- contr- yeah, I know. <laughs> it's contributing. I know that, Billy. Okay. Get Thank you very much. <laughs> Mr. I'm out. Okay, that's good stuff. I, well, I was. What All do right. you mean? Come on. I don't know. I'm going to have to get an omelet out of that deal. All right. I'll take an okay. omelet instead. <laughs> Put it on Derek's tab. <laughs> yeah, sure. Why not? I'll just keep crying. All right. On. No more St. Bernard talk for me. Okay. Okay. Well, th- this is, you know, this is the only one that we have in this. It's an, uh, an IPA of any sort, you know, arguably more of a barley wine. Everything else we're getting into, we have the stouts and barley wines. And this little special one we're going to sneak in later and just kind of do a little experiment to see if it held up or not, because that's another <laughs> one we're not really sure of. So uh, the next one we're going to crack open after, after our little breaky, 
we're going to do a, a Sierra Nevada barley wine. Now, Sierra Nevada's barley wines are ones, we said the Bigfoot, that's one people love to pick up. And it's a perfect one to age because what, what that is, is it, it is very hop forward when you first get a Bigfoot. People really like to get at least two years on that. And that's when people really start to, to like that beer. And around the five to seven year mark is when that one really is on display. So if you get a five to seven year old barley wine, the Bigfoot is is perfect. And it's 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 different too because, you know, we're saying barley wine. There is an English and an American barley wine. And the American barley wine is the one that is very hop forward when you get that as the Bigfoot is. Um, you know, the English barley wines, there's a bunch of different other ones that, that are really good for aging and they're very smooth. They're much more malt forward. They still have a hot presence because you need to have in those, those beers. And now we're saying barley wines. I mean, barley wines typically, you know, they run the gambit from, you know, 10% to, you know, some of them get up to like 18 to 20%. Um, they're they're going to have a little bit of alcohol heat on them too. When you first get them, that's going to also smooth out over time. Really what, what the aging of these beers that we have, what that's really doing to it is it's going to round over and give it more of a, a soft appearance on the palate. That's really what you want to do when you're getting these aged beers. You know, we had the black chocolate style from Brooklyn coming up. That's the only one I've had. And I can say like, that it does have that roundness. And it's, it's hard to describe because you're saying you're describing a flavor as being round. It doesn't make sense in your brain because you don't taste that. But it's one of those things when you have a beer and you have it fresh and you have it side by side with an aged one. That's the best way to describe it. I, I like to say it smooths out. Yeah. Mm, cool. Subtle. Yeah. Excellent, man. Well, we're at a point where we got to take a break and we have to pay some bills. Um, interesting so far. And I'm, I'm loving what I'm hearing from you guys about these beers today. And it's a little weird because it's our last show before the new year. You know what I mean? So a lot of people are just... I think we're covering, I don't want to say any names or anything, but I'll just point and whistle. <laughs> but I think that somebody's guy. really recovering over there, so <laughs> hair of the dog, man. It hair is what dog. it is. All right, we'll um, be back in a couple seconds here. Don't go anywhere. If you want to call in with a question today or you want to comment about the beers, sure. call us on the telephone, man. I'm open. I got some space right now. 855-777-1023. 855-777-1023. If you have questions, you want to ask about a different beer or whatnot, or talk about what the boys are drinking at this moment, please do so. We'll be right back with the Beer Geeks uh, Radio Hour on Sports Hub 102.3 NBC Sports Radio. Have you been searching for the perfect engagement ring or an exquisite gift for a special occasion? Rainbow Jewelers is where you'll find it. Rainbow Jewelers, consistently voted the number one jeweler in the Wyoming Valley, has a large selection of GIA and EGL certified diamonds, engagement rings, necklaces, bracelets, and earrings. Rainbow Jewelers also has wedding bands, birthstone jewelry, mother's rings, all high quality at the best price. Plus, they sell citizen brand watches and offer jewelry repairs. Rainbow Jewelers, 789 Wyoming Avenue, Kingston. Open Monday through Saturday. Every day, we go about our lives driven by routine. Our vision clouded by the very normalcy we take for granted. Countless victims of human trafficking walk among us, invisible. It's time to open our eyes. The Blue Campaign provides a unified voice for those who combat human trafficking, whether it's forced labor, domestic servitude, or the sex trade. Learn what you can do to help by visiting dhs.gov slash blue campaign. Brothers on River Road next to the 8th Street Bridge. Pittsburgh fans, check out Brews Brothers Sunday at 8 p.m. for the Pittsburgh Cincinnati Division title game. Brews Brothers next to the 8th Street Bridge on River Road. 
Any age is the right age to register as an organ and tissue donor. Learn how today at organdonor.gov or call 1-866-99-DONATE. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Health Resources and Services Administration. When I have an asthma attack, I feel scared. It's like tiny nails in the air poke my lungs. I start to cough. Sometimes I... My parents have to take me to the hospital. Today, one out of 13 children suffer from some form of asthma, accounting for nearly one-third of all emergency room visits. I feel like I'm choking. It's kind of like an elephant on my chest. A little whistle sound comes out when I breathe. But while your child may suffer from asthma, asthma doesn't have to make your child suffer. There are simple ways you can prevent your child's next attack. To learn more, log on to www.noattacks.org or call your doctor. Because even one attack is one too many. I feel like a fish with no water. Brought to you by the EPA, the Ad Council, and this station. If you're looking to get cash for your broken and unwanted jewelry, go to a reputable jeweler who's been in business for a long time, not one that appeared because the price of gold went up. Bring your broken and unwanted jewelry to Rainbow Jewelers. They're professionals and deal directly with the refiner. Rainbow Jewelers will tell you what your gold's really worth and pay you what it's really worth. Rainbow Jewelers, 789 Wyoming Avenue, Kingston, open Monday through Saturday. All right, we're back, we're back, we're back. Ray, uh, Beer Geeks Radio Hour here on Sports Up 102.3 NBC Sports Radio. Looking for a tattoo or body piercing? Get to see Bruce Fairchild, Triple Six Tattoos, Main Street Inn. Uh, beautiful, beautiful Wilkesbury. Stop in and see him today. Get all hooked up. He's got um, some really cool swag in there as well. I know he's got time uh, booking up for next week and the next week after. I know Jenna might have some time as well. Um, he's getting pretty busy, but if you want a perfect piece, man. You gotta go and get a nice killer design for my good friend Bruce Fairchild. Triple Six Tattoos, Main Street in Wilkesbury. Do that up big time. All right, Dirty Derek, what do we got here, buddy? Well, we have now moved on to uh, a big boy. This is from, this is a 2010. This is from Sierra Nevada. You know, we're talking about their big foot and their, you know, the <clears throat> people love their barley wine. Now, what this is, is their 30th anniversary so that was in 2010. This is the 30th anniversary barley wine. Now, this this is one that's really come along nicely. Uh, it was a 10.6%, I believe, is what it is. Yeah. 10.2. 10.2. Yeah, okay, I was close. Close enough. Um, might be a 10.6. That's what the other thing yeah. is. Some of, these, some of these beers, as you're letting them age in the bottle, will actually beef up their own alcohol because they're, they're alive. Like, they're in the bottle. Like, when we're saying age, it's not like it's just sitting there deteriorating what, what's happening it's actually has some active yeast going on it's a it's living still, organism yeah it's still going it's still living and breathing it's still having those yeast being active and as that's coming out and then you know it's pooping out everything the, the uh, alcohol will actually go up a little bit I mean it's not going to go dramatically like if you age it for two years it's not going to go from 10% to 20% or anything like that but it could go from you know a 10.2 to a 10.6 and in four or five years it just depends I mean you have like the, the, the dogfish head stuff some of that stuff goes from you know, 18% at bottling, and some of them go up to 21% over a period of time. Because, you know, when you get those bigger beers, like, you have to leave a fair amount of stuff in there that's active so that it doesn't go bad. Like, that's how these things are able to bottle condition and, and stay, 
you know, able to age. Otherwise, it would just be bottled. You know, when you filter everything out, it's not really going to age too well. That That's the whole difference when you're thinking of, you know, a, a Budweiser. You're not going to say, oh, I have a case of vintage 2007 Bud Light. <laughs> like, no, it, it doesn't happen because that stuff's going to go off a lot quicker because that's filtered out. Everything's filtered out of those kind of beers. When you want something that's going to age, you're going to leave a lot of that in. And that's what's going to happen. Bottle It'll conditioned. Develop. Yeah. Bottle so that's what that means when you're yep. seeing that on it. That, that means it's still alive, basically. So treat it like a living person <laughs> and then crack it open and consume it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so with this one, though, this is really nice. This this is really developed. Very, very lovely. It's actually a really a fairly dark barley wine. So it's got a really hefty malt. I think it's a black this. barley wine. I is that what it's considered as yeah. a black barley wine? Yeah. Didn't even read the label. It is. It is considered a black barley wine. Yeah, see, I don't, see, I don't I don't read the labels. <laughs> but uh, no, it, it, it's, it's, it's really nice because it has those roasted characteristics, but it has really subtle notes. It almost, to me, it get like hints of like oak, but we were looking all over. There's no mention of this being aged at all in anything, but this has, has really nice notes, a little bit of coconut, a little bit of vanilla, get some caramel. It's, it's still some got leather. a- leather. Yeah, and some little bit of leather. Now, some of these things people like, I always think when I, you know, you say like, oh, I'm getting leather or, or hay or things like a little barnyard taste. People are just like, what the hell? Why, why do you want that? But it's like some of it these makes beers. Sense. Yeah, some of these beers, like when you have it, it's the best way to describe it. And it, it might sound off-putting if you're describing it to someone who has not it had that like, beer. Tastes like tobacco. Yeah. I'm like getting weird. hints of tobacco, leather, and barnyard. It's <laughs> wonderful. <laughs> like someone would just look at you like, what are you talking about? But that's when you have some of these beers, <laughs> when you have some of these beers, it's the best way to describe it. Those are like the flavors. That's that's really what it is. It's still good. It's just that's that's really how it's it's perceived. And uh, no, this has like some but it's nice because it still has a fair amount of that, that like kind of astringency, like a little bit of bitterness, a little astringency as I'm, as I'm drinking. This yeah, which is like that usually will go with some that that really even shows this beer has a lot more mileage to it, too. This will probably go for another five, six years. Easily. I, I would say so. It's it. I would say this beer is perfect right now. Mm-hmm. It's it's dried out. It's it's yeah. it's. It, but it's still it's still got it's sweetness. Still sweetness to it. Yeah, there's still some sweetness to it. It's like you said. There's a little bit of hop bitterness. Um, maybe a little bit of maybe astringency from the alcohol. Possibly that, that's the little boozy. alcohol or, or just from the the malt because of it being a you know black barley wine. You get a little bit of that, like, you know, when you have any of those, you know, a, a stout or a porter, you get a little bit of that from the roasted characteristics. But no, it's, this is, it's kind of hard to keep saying it's phenomenal, but I mean, it's, it's just, it's phenomenal. This is one, I mean, this is one. Maybe you know, it tastes so good coming after the thousand IBU oh, that's that we true. were <laughs> Could be that too. Oh, this is great. <laughs> Anything is great. <laughs> but no, this is one, I mean, this is going to be, this is hard to find. Pretty much. All the beers we have, because of the age stamping on them, are difficult to find. But, you know, you might be able to, if you get to the backyard, ask nicely. You might be able to, you know, have yeah, them. we have a couple two-tree. Couple, you you couple. might have to do the secret handshake, you know, and go up there. Yeah. <laughs> Ed knows the secret handshake. He's been up there and done that. Yeah. Wink, wink. <laughs> wink, wink, feeling a tickle. <laughs> that's, a, that's a different club. <laughs> yeah. You're but not kidding. Th- th- this has, what do you think, Ed? I'm getting a lot of uh, toffee, a lot of coffee in it. Um, actually, the, it's changing as it warms up. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, yeah, all not, of these I'm not I've, tasting I've now what I did on my first sip. These have all been out of the fridge. I, I left to get down here around 9. They've been out of the fridge since then. I didn't, I didn't pop any of these back in. I left them out because I knew these needed to warm up a little bit. So they've been out getting towards room temperature since 9. 
So it's it's definitely that's the other thing too. With any of these beers, if you're taking these fresh out of the fridge and pouring them, it's gonna be totally different to you. You gotta let the, these are all beers that you need to let warm up. It doesn't have to be necessarily room temperature, but let these warm up because they're gonna open up a lot. Forty-five to fifty-five. Yeah, that's a good. Yeah, time. just let let them like take it out. If you, if you give yourself a rule of thumb, great, a good rule of thumb, be take it out a half hour before you want to drink it, and just let it sit, and that'll help a little bit. And then as it's in your glass, depending on your glassware that you have, that will also aid in it. Because you have like a, you know, some of these stouts, like you had that uh, Spiegel out the the stout glass. And people make like, oh, well, you know, they're, they're this, they're that. They're not really doing that much. But with a lot of those glassware from Spiegelau, I can speak of it. What's nice with them is it's, it's thin glass. And what that does is it helps the beer warm up quicker. Because when you have just a standard shaker pint, it's a thick glass. And that's the issue is like you're sitting there, you're holding it. It takes a lot longer for that to get in there. And also the reverse happens when it, you, know, you want it to be a colder beer because of how it is, depending on how it's washed and everything, that can have an effect on it being a little too warm inside of that glass. So you have all those different things. I mean, they have a lot of different glasses for specific beers. So when you're getting into something like this, if you're going to plop down the money for some of these aged beers, if you're going to go out and try to find these or, you know, beer trade or do whatever you're going to do, it's good to have a really good glass for to pour these into. You want something that's going to really capture the aromatics. You're going to want all these different the, things. The important thing is when you take a sip, when you grab the glass, make sure your pinky <laughs> flies up in the air. And your nose also. When, you're staring, yeah. when you look at the guy next to you, you just put your nose up a little bit. Mm. <laughs> You and that's how, not. You, that's how you fully experience <laughs> this beer. No, I mean, if you know, the pinky's got to fly Oh, up you have here. to. It's yeah. mandatory. Yeah. That's just how it goes. Freddie knows all about that. I know all about that. Yeah, he doesn't know how to turn his mic on, though. No, that's I don't know how to turn on <laughs> my mic either. I know all about keeping my pinky up in the air. That's why I keep it so neatly painted. Well, not really neatly. I do have to go get my nails done. <laughs> it's time. I do. It all is right. Time. So this uh, <laughs> this concludes this beer. <laughs> no, th- this is a really and it's it's neat to, to see that. I mean, I didn't even pay attention that it's a black barley wine. That's really neat too. It's like a a take on that. I mean, Sierra Nevada is a brewery that you know we're we're probably gonna be, I'm hoping to get everything set up to talk with them this coming year. And but uh, they're a brewery that really. If you're into craft beer, like, you know this brewery, and they have really established themselves. Even the fact that this is their 30th anniversary beer, and this was, you know, four years ago, really, they've been around for a while, and they know what they're doing. I would hope by your 30th anniversary beer. They know what they're doing. Yeah, you have something really good. (laughs) Yeah, and I think it's important to point out, I think think Jack is uh, from uh, New Albion Brewery. Mm -hmm. And, and Ken Grossman. So this is kind of like um, maybe an old school collaboration, an ode to the uh, to the uh, forebears of the craft beer movement. Yeah. Hey, Derek, what's that baby bottle thing you got over there? It looks that's, like that's water. Oh, yeah. okay. The, We're smart. The, the missus the missus took all the water bottles and she said, "Oh, you can take mine." I'm like, "Yeah, it's teal." It's <laughs> like, "All right, whatever." Yeah, you have a teal baby <laughs> bottle, and uh, the pinky flies up in the. Air. <laughs> <laughs> this is finest water, and all. Of it. Yeah, it looks like a fine baby bottle full of water. Yeah. Well, you know it what does. are you gonna do? It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> all right, it comes to that point again where I got to take another damn break and pay some damn bills here on the Beer Geek Radio Hour once again. If you want to call in, you got something you want. Want to say, or you want to ask a question? 855-777-1023, 855-777-1023. Backyard Billy, what do we got going on at the Backyard Alehouse this weekend, buddy? New Year's, man. Oh yeah, well, New Year's this is New coming Year's up. This week, yeah. You so. got a lot. You got a nice party brewing there, buddy. We from do. what I could see on the Facebook. Yeah. 
We got New Year's, um, you know, just normal normal business as usual during the uh, holidays here. We did have Christmas jam karaoke, so that's a that was a nice treat. Um, so exciting Christmas beer, beer. jam karaoke yeah. can't beat that with a wooden stick, man. Yeah, so good Definitely. stuff. New, New Year's coming up. Book your reservations now. Ready to ready to rock and roll. Wow, outstanding. We had a phone caller, and they hung up real quick. Derek, that's not you calling me, is it? No, I was checking, my, no, I was checking our me. Instagram thing. Awesome. <laughs> okay, just... you check that Instagram thing. We'll be right back on the Beer Geeks Radio Hour here on Sports Hub 102.3 NBC Sports Radio. The Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins are home this Saturday night as they battle the Bridgeport Sound Tigers at 7.05 p.m. Fans in attendance will receive a Penguins koozie courtesy of Mohegan Sun Casino. Sunday, the Norfolk Admirals come to town with the puck drop scheduled for 4.05 p.m. Individual tickets for all Penguins home games are available now at the Arena Box Office, online at Ticketmaster.com, or by calling 800-745-3000. And starting January 2nd, Eyewitness News Fan Fridays are back for the new year. Fans can purchase a lower-level game ticket for just $14 to all remaining Friday home games during the regular season. The first 2,500 fans through the gate on January 2nd will also receive a Pittsburgh Penguins yearbook. Stay tuned for more Fan Friday surprises. For more information on Fan Fridays, visit WBSPenguins.com or call 570-208-PENS. This is the story of Mrs. Clark, who has lived on this very block most of her 80 years, often seen walking to town or serving brownies to the neighborhood kids, and everyone loves her. Two years ago, a certain family member moved in to look after Mrs. Clark, and that's when everything changed. Mrs. Clark became the victim of elder abuse. Elder abuse is often closer to home than you think or want to believe. McGruff, the crime dog here, the National Crime Prevention Council wants you to know the signs of elder abuse. Bruises, isolation, reduced activities, poor hygiene, depression, and financial problems. Protect yourself and speak out if you recognize signs of abuse in others. Elder abuse is a crime that affects over 2 million senior citizens every year. Even more astounding, it's most commonly committed by a family member or someone they trusted. If you suspect abuse, contact your local law enforcement agency. To learn more, go to ncpc.org forward slash seniors. That's ncpc.org slash seniors. A message from the National Crime Prevention Council and the U.S. Department of Justice. Introducing the YMCA. Sure, you know the Y for a swim or a game of hoops, but we're more than that. We're a cause. When you take a jump shot at the Y, someone else is getting job training. Practice yoga as a team practices her leadership skills. We give people of all ages, incomes, and backgrounds a chance to learn, grow, and thrive. So while you might think of the Y as the place for lifting weights, we're also about lifting entire communities. That's the Y. We're so much more. Visit ymca.net slash more. HL Power Sports across from Grotto Pizza Harvey's Lake is a one-stop shop for all your ATV, UTV, and snowmobile service needs. From oil changes and tune-ups to moose and worn plow setups, HL Power Sports can make it more economical to own and operate your ATV, UTV, and snowmobile. And they're an authorized Parts Unlimited and Western Power Sports dealer. Open Tuesday through Friday, 9 to 6, Saturdays, 9 to 4. HL Power Sports across from Grotto Pizza Harvey's Lake. Call 570-639-1000 or visit hlpowersports.com.
All right, we're back here. Beer Geeks Radio Hour, Sports Hub 102.3, ENBC Sports Radio. Been all kinds of fun this morning. That last bottle smelled like one one of the vinaigrette bottles that used to be at Long John Silver's. Kind of felt a little uh, dirty. It did. Wow. It did. I was smelling the beer. I was smelling the beer. That's what I like to do here in our downtime. While the rest of these guys are pounding stuff down like there's no tomorrow. We have no. some good stuff right no, now. No, you got yeah. some pretzels kicking. Everybody's Sourdough. digging those pretzels, we're, we're doing man. Good. Yeah. All right. Ed. Ed hit a home run. <laughs> Do you have a gold star over there anywhere, Derek? I might have a scratch and sniff sticker if I dig it. <laughs> yeah, pop one on Gotta that, Gotta be prepared, boy. man. Gotta be prepared. Well, you definitely are I'm prepared like a boy scout. today. Boy yeah. Scout of beer. All right, man. That's, that's really an excellent moniker for you. Uh, I might just run with that someday. That's good. They're Boy Scout, Scout of beer. <laughs> I don't know how that would fly. I don't for know so either, long, but, uh, but I'm kind of digging it right now. <laughs> and you know my thought process, backyard Billy. I do. If I think it's a good <laughs> idea, you have to examine it because it could or be dangerous. It. Oh yes, 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 <laughs> definitely, definitely do. Pour another one for these boys yeah. here, Dirty Derek. Now what we've cracked open. This is the Brooklyn Brewery's Black Chocolate Stout. Now this is one that a lot of people absolutely love. This beer, look forward to it every year. And this is one of the examples that you see a timestamp stamped right on there of saying when it was. You know, because they they do a two year thing. It'll say twelve thirteen, um, and this is it comes out every winter. It's a phenomenal stout. It's ten percent ABV. Uh, when you get the the fresh of the the fresh one up front, you're gonna really get it's it's a little bitter because um, it's very dark chocolate. That's the that's the predominant flavor you're getting when you get this fresh. You get a lot of dark chocolate and a lot of coffee. It's it's astringent. It's bitter. It's phenomenal. But it, it, when you have it compared to an aged one, now to me this really reaches its peak around the the three three year mark. Um, this is just now blossoming into that. This is from 2012. This bottle. And what this really does is it starts to take on these really wonderful red fruit characteristics that develop. That they're really the chocolate's still there and the coffee's still there, but it rounds it out. It's not nearly as astringent, not nearly as bitter. Very smooth. Yeah, it's a, it's an extremely extremely smooth beer. And then those red fruit characteristics come through because up front you get a little bit of chocolate. It, it starts to taste like one of those chocolate covered cherries because you get a little bit of those wonderful like plum cherry notes coming through. But it's all intermingling with that chocolate, and it's it's really smooth. It's still a dark chocolate, but not nearly as bitter. And it's it still has that coffee notes coming through, but it's all incredibly smooth. I mean, it just absolutely. And this, this is a, this beer is music to my mouth. Yeah, it is amazing is, right now. It's so good. This this is why I tell people every <laughs> come on. <laughs> it is amazing. It's, what, dude? I didn't. I'm not. How do you even know I'm laughing at you? That means that you're self conscious and you have some kind of confidence. Uh, Freddie, you could be just sitting no, there I, thinking something and laughing. <laughs> you said something and I laughed. How do you know I wasn't just thinking of something funny that had nothing to do with you at all? Come on, dude. Oh. I just picture Freddie sitting there, like picturing a dog walking on the street in pants, and going. <laughs> well, I'm, just, I'm just trying to wonder what music tastes like. If it's music to your mouth, well, you have, it's what is music that? that to syna- my mouth. Is it right. synes- synesthesia? Right. Is that the the, the all right the mental disorder? Synesthesia, where you taste colors. Sorry, and you even talk. I don't. I definitely I don't synesthesia. have that. All I could say is this beer is absolutely yeah. fantastic. It, it, it is, is really. And this is why I tell people every year, black chocolate stout is is a great one to experiment with aging beer because. It's affordable. It's about what ten dollars for a four pack. I mean, you get you get a four pack. You stash away. Even if you just stash away one of them from each of them each year, it, it's a it's a really easy investment, and it gives you an idea of how beers age. And you could stack that up for a long period of time. 
It's not going anywhere soon. And it's a really affordable experiment. And you could sit down and really do a flight side by side with them. Or if you just want to grab a four pack and stash that away every year. I mean, it's a small investment because some of these beers, you know, with the dogfish head or even old Rasputin we have come up. Like some of these beers, they, they know people are going to age them. And they're, they're, I mean, they are more expensive to make because there's a lot more ingredients put into a beer that's going to be able to age. You need to have more malt and more hops. So you have a more of an investment from the brewery. But they bottle them in the big bottles a lot of times or things like that that make it a little more expensive. Or like Dogfish Head, it's, it's a smaller bottle, but it's much higher ABV, which we're into the show on, which will be nice. But uh, right. you have uh, all these different things that typically make these much more expensive investments for the average drinker that they don't want to do. But the black chocolate is a low investment, doesn't cost you much money, and you really get an idea of how this goes. And it's wonderful because you, if you want to sit there and really get into this and take notes on different tasting things, you could really see how the same beer, because they don't change the recipe, it's just the beer in the bottle changing over all these years. I and mean, when you have this fresh, you don't really get any of those red fruit characteristics. They're not coming through at all. But as this ages, it starts to really take on all these different subtle characteristics. And then you have to really know the peak. And the only way you're going to find out the peak is when you have it every year, you know, do a side by side and then see, okay, right about the, you know, six year mark starts to pick up. To me, when the six year mark starts to pick up some of the, the off flavors. And then by eight years to me, it's kind of gone past its prime. It's still drinkable, but it's just like the beers will go past their prime. Just like, you know, even a wine or any of these things, they'll go past their prime if you're aging them. So you have to get an understanding of a basing of this, but this, this is a two year old black chocolate stout. And it's perfect. It's just, I mean, it's not at its peak even too, which is even more amazing to me. You get another year on this, it, everything really opens up. Full bodied. I get milk, milk duds in the middle. Mm-hmm. Tastes like milk duds. I, I don't, I don't know. What do you think of Eddie? From. You get oh. milk duds, dude? Let me try one more time. <laughs> <laughs> Let me think about milk duds. Everybody's looking for those cof- milk duds. Coffee's <laughs> at the end. Yeah. I'm, I'm getting a lot of like dark chocolate smokiness. It's actually kind of slippery. <laughs> How's that one? Slippery? <laughs> slippery. No, it's, it's, it, the mouthfeel is very smooth. It is definitely a very smooth mouthfeel. This isn't one that is going to really coat the palate and sit on it really heavy. It's smooth. It, it, it will thin out over time. That's what the black chocolate style. That's with any of these, as you're aging them, they will, out. They'll, they'll thin out a little bit. So if you're going to do a, a new one versus an older one, you're going to notice that in the mouthfeel. It's a little bit thinner. But that's just, you know, as things start to drop out. And that's the other thing. When you're aging these beers, leave leave about a half inch, if not three quarters of an inch at the bottle. Yeah, you don't, you don't, don't want it. <laughs> you don't want that sediment at that point. That's something. That's too much for you. That's a great point to throw out there to the novice. Yeah. And Definitely. unless you want to give it to someone, if you're drinking with someone you don't like who's always sitting there saying that's something good. to you. That's great too. Pour it right bottom out of the bottle. <laughs> no, I got to have to ask. All right. Do you have a lot of things slippery? Do you have a lot of things that <laughs> slip through your mouth, Ed? I don't know. No, the slippery feeling in it's your just mouth. Slick. Oh, All right, it's a slick brew. No. I'm gonna buy that one. So this is really good. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, but that's a great point. A lot of people miss out on that. There's there's different ways that you have to handle certain beers or you you could start off having a pleasant experience drinking it and then ruin it totally if you don't know little things like yeah. that that Derek just yeah, if you're shared there, with you. If you're sitting there enjoying it and then you're you're like, oh the first half of the bottle was great. The second half's maybe even better. Like, no, don't don't do the whole second <laughs> Leave a little bit of that that's what any of the bottle conditioned beers really it's good to leave a good chunk at the bottom. Like you know you'll, the Omegang beers, you'll see a lot of that yeast sediment thing sitting at the bottom. 
And you know, sometimes it has a lot of flavor put into it. Like you'll get a real strong taste of whatever that beer was. A lot of the other times, though, that stuff that as it ages, it'll fall out. And it's kind of the rotted bits, I guess, of the beer. I guess we'll put it that way. No other it's, way it's, to put yeah, it, really. It's, it's just sitting in there. It's not really something you want to uh, sit and sip on. And it's funny. I had a sour beer too. from Pizza Boys that was like that. It ended up, ended up pouring. The first half was fantastic. And then the second half, it was like, uh, it might have been like orange pulp. Yeah. You, you know, know, and it, yeah. it just, we, I drank it. It was, it was good. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, it, it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't that old where it was like, yeah. Off-putting. It's mostly when it's aged, it you be. really, you don't it want to touch that. It could be very off-putting. Oh, yeah. Well, you being in the bar and restaurant for pro- business for God knows how many years, Billy, and even just in your drinking career when you were going out, yeah. and you see people, eh, there's some left in this bottle. You're a biker. <laughs> yeah. Th- this is the kind of beer I would like to see somebody being the tough guy at the table with. I'll finish that. <laughs> and then throw it all the way back down after a night of drinking Miller Lights. That would be a nice feel, wouldn't to, it? We used to call that. Them heroes. Okay, cool. You try to be a hero. Yeah. <laughs> that was a much nicer term than I used to use. That's a lot nicer term, I'm sure, over here, you know. My pinky's in the air. Who knows is up in Ask Jack oh. Retz. Because you talk through your teeth. Yeah, just <laughs> ask Jack Retz. I'm sorry I keep bringing that up, man. I can't oh, get over that. Oh, I All wasn't right. even paying attention to Good. you. Good. I'm not yeah. even going to talk about it anymore then. All I know is that these bottles are going down. Well, this one looks like the Long John Silver Vinaigrette over there. That is, I was this one. I oh, can tell good. what Eddie likes and what Eddie don't like because the bottles still have beer in them. <laughs> That's how I, I gauge with my buddy over here. High alcohol, man. Hey, man, you got to be responsible. You're a responsible guy. I am. That's the way we are all responsible here. Well, we're passing here. around one. I have to say, uh, these, these beers are fantastic yeah. to split. Yeah. To, take, these, one, these to take one of these to the dome or even two Another of these great to the point. dome. They're, Another great they're, point. They're yeah. fantastic to split. So. And then they're, they're higher in ABV, too, so you don't want to. Don't don't be a hero. Yeah. <laughs> don't. Yeah. yeah. You got to let yourself kind of sit and enjoy. Because when you're when you're sitting down to have these, these are beers that are more more of an experience because, you know, you're taking in, like, you have to think about, like, all the, the time that's lapsed right. between then, like, the, all the different subtleties you're not going to get if you, you know, sit down, have this beer, like, oh, I have this all the time. But, no, you're having something that's aged. It's got a little bit of uh, history to it. And that's a, that's a big point of pride for a lot of these things. Some people will hang on to beer far beyond when it's good anymore. Just like you know, we had last week, the Anchor, our special ale. People have bottles from the 80s that are on court huh. from that. And that's far past. It's, it's not even drinkable anymore. But people will have that. And they'll do flights of those things. They'll still try it just to see where it is. And they'll, they'll have those things going out. So, I mean, it's a point of pride to really hang on to some of these beers and have them made. Just like any like wine Like in 2004, teller. Rogue Imperial. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a good thing. That's why it's great for people to actually pay attention to what you're saying or what you write in your articles, Derek, because there's a lot more to it than I like this kind of beer. Maybe you'll dig it. There, There's proper ways of drinking different beers. So you get the best beer drinking experience. Um when you go out there and investigate the many, many different kinds of craft beers that you'll find like at a backyard ale house or that Derek's going to write about and stuff, you do not want to have an unpleasant beer yeah, drinking I know, experience. I know Sabatini's has some, Jack's right. has some. I mean, you can, you, you know, we're not the only yeah, place. Yeah, a lot, of, a lot of places them, that have the craft beer in this area, they have a good chunk. They're going to have some seller of some sort, some might just be hanging on to it for their own personal sure. self. So, I mean, it, it's kind of like if you do a little wink and nod and ask them, some might, some might be able to crack something out for you. But it, it, a lot of these are going to require some hunting. So, I mean, versus going out and picking up something fresh. I mean, we're just cracking open now. This is the, the old Rasputin 12. 
Ew. This is 2010. You know what? And that looks like a crazy ass bottle to be yeah. cracking open over there. I'm staring at the picture on Facebook that you posted earlier, um, Dirty Derek. But we're going to take a music break here so we can get that beer flowing in this studio. We're going to do it with Black Sabbath, Dio Sabbath. This is Neon Nights here on the Beer Geeks Radio Hour.
All right, is it time for that Rasputin or what there, Dirty Derek? Oh, it is. It's been Rasputin time. We've been enjoying it the whole time. And it's, uh, oh, it's so good. <laughs> I was to say it. This is the, uh, it's perfect. Yeah, the, the, the old Rasputin is one North Coast has. That's their, their standard stout. Now, what this is, this is their anniversary they, they do every year, the old Rasputin anniversary. And it's a barrel aged one. Now, this was, this is a, the, the 12th anniversary. This is from 2009. That's what we were talking about when we were, we were listening to the music. We had, uh, we we're talking about how over time, like the barrel aged, when you're having some of these beers that are barrel aged, a lot of times, right up front, aggressive, you're going to get those, whatever the barrel is, those notes are going to be front and center, whether it's rum, whether it's whiskey, bourbon, whatever it is. But when you have it aged, it becomes a subtle backing note, which is really, really nice because that's when it becomes perfect. So a lot of those bourbon barrel aged beers, like it's great to hang on to them and let them age a bit. Yeah, up front you get that that high bourbon yeah. burn, but yeah. now it's just so smooth. It's, it's, it's a just, subtle smooth, and it just oh. melds right in with all this like really wonderful like chocolate coffee. You get a little red fruit, like a little cherry, a little fig, little and, coconut. Yeah, a little little coconut coming through, a little vanilla, and it's just really really smooth, easy drinking. Like this was bottled. It's at eleven point six at bottling. This might be up to around, you know, let's say 12, maybe something like that over a five-year period. But uh, no, no, it's no, no booziness no to it. No hint of alcohol heat yeah. whatsoever. It's, it's, it drinks incredibly smooth. It's super complex. I mean, it's, going to, it's kind of one of those beers. There's certain beers when you, when you take a sip of, it's kind of hard to even put your finger on fully what's going on. And, and this is one beer you're going to, if you go and look at what other people are saying about it, everyone's probably having a different experience. Because there, there's this is one of those beers that has so many flavor varieties that uh, if you're not familiar with them, you're not going to be able to put your hand on it. And you're not going to be able to figure out, like, oh, that's what that is. And you're going to see other people having different experiences with this beer. But I mean, it's phenomenal. If, <laughs> if, if you like, bur- you know, if you like barrel-aged beers, if you like barrel-aged stouts, mm-hmm. this is a must-try. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's a seek-out at all costs. And, and definitely, if, you're, if you find, even if you get the newer one, Hang on to it for a few years. Let this one sit. And this is nice too. I mean, after five years in the aroma, you still get that that barrel aging. You still get those notes in the aroma. But when you take a sip of it, it's just so smooth. There's there's no heat. It's just really sits nicely on the palate. Rasputin never showered. <laughs> <laughs> he never bathed. He's crazy, and too. And the derailment begins. <laughs> he loved the women, too, when he was supposed to be like a priest. Bad news. <laughs> Welcome to the history hour here. On the- <laughs> well, he's partially responsible for oh, World I- War One. Partially. Partially. <laughs> he is. At least Russia's part on it. Yeah. Oh, God. All right. So this is... <laughs> No, this is one. I mean, the, the old Rasputin, they, they do it in limited. Oh, yeah, I know that one, too. He had a large yeah, penile? Yeah. Yes. Oh. That's what he is Just, re- that's, that's, reputed. That's. He has. He was, uh, he was a good man. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, no, this is one. The, the anniversary one is much more limited. I mean, the old Rasputin, if you want to get the old Rasputin, even just a standard old Rasputin, that's another one that's good to hang on to and age because that will age really nicely for a few years, just like the black chocolate salad. That's another really good one to hang on to. But the anniversary one, it, it knocks it up a notch. And having that high alcohol, like, you know, we've talked in here before, that, that's really, the, if you're going to get a beer to age, it's, it's going to probably be at least in double digits. I mean, it, you might find some around nine to nine and a half that'll, that'll start to age, but really when you get 10 and above is when you're going to start to find beers that really are made for aging. 
and they're going to continue to develop over time. And the higher the alcohol, really the longer the aging period because there's a lot more ingredients. But again, that's going to be something as it ages out, you definitely don't want something. If you're getting something that's 15 years old, you want to leave the bottom of that bottle in there. You don't want to touch that one because that, that starts to really get some acrid, horrible flavors that will pretty much almost ruin the entire rest of the enjoyable drinking period. So you want to hang on to these, let them age, but don't just don't touch that bottom part. <laughs> yeah, don't touch the bottom. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, no, just uh, the, the, don't touch the bottom. It's a good warning in, uh, in general. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying you never know. What's going on? But you guys are enjoying, man. That was a really oh. nice collection have, of beers that you oh, had so today. You got done. another one right. We, we actually have another yeah. two. I don't know if we're going to get the other one in because this this is one we can't rush through. Oh so my god! Have to be finished with this now. I'm yeah. I'm, this, I'm, I'm, I'm I'm so enjoying. He's really this. enjoying we're this. Up. This this is the one. Now this is a, a 2009 bottle of Dogfish Head Worldwide Stout. Now, um, at bottling, Worldwide Stout is, it ranges, I, I think now they have it, they have it dialed in fully at 18%. Um, but if you go back, Dogfish had their, their Worldwide Stout and their 120. For a while, it varied between 18 and 21% at bottling. I don't know what the, the 2009 was at bottling, because I think they hadn't fully dialed it in yet. I think it was only in the past, like, three, four years that they really dial it in where they're now all at 18%. That's what they're bottled at. So this is somewhere around that at bottling. Now, this is from 2009. This is this is a big stout, as I said. I mean, the, the, the lowest this could possibly be is 18% alcohol. <laughs> so th- this is definitely... It's more, it's more port or sherry oh, yeah. than it yeah, is. Yeah, definitely. Boozy up. I mean, just the nose Dude, is the aroma. So yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's just this is definitely one that's regardless of, of the age on this. This is, is not like for taking them. a shot of Genifka. This, <laughs> this is not for the faint of no, heart. No. We'll say we'll put it that way. This is not one you're going to want to give to a friend who's never had craft beer because they will look at you and think, What's wrong with you? Why are you doing this to me? But no, this is one that will age for a long period of time. It's very really warm in this room, too. I have to say, <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I think this is the one that goes on the dog. The yeah, this would be the this one. Was, this would be under Barry's neck. Yeah, this this <laughs> is is oh, wow. it really has like a lot of sherry notes in it. It's it's incredibly. If you've had worldwide stout fresh, that is another one that that's really aggressive because I mean just what's in it. This has smoothed out to near perfection. Yeah, <laughs> and this this is a five year old bottle, but I mean it's it's incredibly smooth. There's no heat. That's what's the most amazing thing. Like I'm wait, I'm still kind of sitting and waiting for the heat to kind of even crawl up my throat. Because sometimes you have something and there's no heat, but you'll feel the burn. Con- and there's nothing it, it, for for this high of an ABV, and there's there's no heat is incredible. But uh, no, this, this is another proof positive that aging really does something wonderful to the beer. Are the pretzels going well with the beer today? <laughs> <laughs> I think at this point, anything we shove in our mouth, is gonna be- <laughs> That's good stuff. We're doing man. pretty good. good. I like to hear that. No, this is this is absolutely phenomenal. This is another one. I mean, people do that every year with with 120 and worldwide stout. Hang on to them. But this is, like I said, this is the 2009. Um, you know, whatever you can find of the worldwide stout, they're they're worth putting the investment in just to hang on to. That's another beer. I mean, it, it's got it actually has some really nice legs, like a really nice yeah. Chair. Yeah, it, it's just it's incredibly smooth. I mean, the the 
carbonation's dropped off. That means it's a stout. There's so still some there. I mean, you still get a little bit of icing on the outside of the glass. Yeah, there, there's still some there. It's just, I mean, you don't really want a lot in a stout anyway. So, I mean, it's kind of, it really still falls in line with that. But this this is definitely another one that has another few years on it. It'd be nice to see where this goes, what flavors start to develop, because it has a lot of really nice sherry notes in it, though. It almost has like a bourbon kind of uh, smoothness to it. Concord grape. You get Concord grape right up front. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, there is. Yeah. wasn't, I've only had one sip of my, that's my second sip. <laughs> yeah, it, it's actually, so, with, with the World White Stout, like when you have it fresh, you don't get a lot of sweetness out of it. No. This has a lot of sweetness in it. There, yeah. It, it's it really developed the, like a nice, sh- almost like a brown sugar type sweetness to it. it. It has, it's, I mean, it's got like a liqueur flavoring to it. It's just, this is, this is definitely one that uh, I would love to hang out to and drink a, a <laughs> lot more of. I think we have four bottles left. All right, there you go. but we won't be drinking them here today. <laughs> that's not how we roll, playa. We'll save them and have Man. little bits and pieces of it uh, through the course of the next six months <laughs> <laughs> or so. I'll tell you what, this has been a cool show. It flew right by. Oh, Are we did. over? It flew right yeah, by. Well, that's it. No, Bill, we just started. Welcome to the show. <laughs> this is Backyard Billy. How's it going? I left my phone in the truck. So. Yeah, that's the best place for it. Good stuff. All right, here's the deal. We had a lot of fun today. You know the deal. We're here every Saturday morning. Have a happy new year. On behalf of everybody here at the Beer Geeks Radio Hour, stop in Triple Six Tattoos on Main Street in Wilkes-Barre if you want to get a piece or a piercing and really show off some girls out there. You want to show off that midriff with a new piercing at your New Year's Eve bash and you go down to Backyard Billy, stop in to see my good friend um, Bruce Fairchild and make that happen. <coughs> but on behalf of the rest of the Beer Geeks, I think I already said it, have a very happy new, happy year. new year. We'll see you next Saturday. It's going to be a lot of fun. You know how to get in touch with us. We don't have enough time to tell you how to do that right now, <laughs> but hit us up on the Facebook page. Dirty Derek, Backyard Billy, my good friend Eddie, you guys all have a great day today, and we'll see you here with the Beer Geeks Radio Hour um, right here on the Sports Hub 102.3. Consider yourselves all dealt with.